Hey friends, and welcome back to day 13 of your 30 day challenge. This is a redo audio of the original one that I did that had some wonky technical issues. So you're going to get maybe a little bit of a different take on the same audio. So hopefully it's helpful with whatever I bring up in uh, this particular audio. Today is all about understanding our relationship with food And this one is so jam-packed, so you want to make sure you have your journal handy for note-taking. And what I mean by our relationship with food is this is all about food cravings, emotional eating, binge eating, overeating, um, and what's going on underneath that. So what we're really wanting within ourselves is a very healthy relationship with food, but for some of us it's not, it doesn't feel very healthy because we're dealing with, um, just the stuff that's getting in the way, emotions, and um, it's just not the relationship we want with food. We want to have peace and ease around food. We want, be, want to be able to stop eating when we feel full or, or satisfied. We want to feel like we're craving the foods that our bodies actually need in order to thrive. So that's what this is all about, is giving you the tools and the concepts and the understanding to help you heal that relationship with food. And again, this is a really big topic. I could do, uh, I mean, there's so many books and so many, um, you know, just programs and conferences that are just in this one topic alone. So there's so much to be understood about this. I'm going to give you an overview, give you some tools, but if you need more support, definitely get a one-on-one session with me if you can. Okay. So, um, For some of you, understanding your emotional relationship with food will be a key aspect to your health success. For some of you, it may not be as much of the track that you need. So if that is you just during this process as I'm talking about it, um, just hang in there and glean whatever you can um, and understanding your you know, you, the whole this whole concept of relationship with food, even if it's not something you personally deal with, it can really help you have grace and compassion for the close people in your life um, if they struggle. So, um, I have discovered through this process of learning what's going on underneath our relationship with food, whatever it is, um, binge eating, overeating, emotional eating, food cravings, you know, even as far as anorexia, bulimia, that um, there is a, a really important underlying need. And, and one, once we understand what's really going on, we can, we can have so much more grace and compassion for ourselves. And I have walked through this process personally in, in what I feel to be a pretty deep way. And so I, it's really deeply on my heart to share this information with you so that you don't have to struggle and, um, and it really help you understand some of the things that shifted things for me. I used to deal with this so badly that it was kind of on my mind 24 seven. And now I experience so much more peace, um, around food. There isn't drama around it. There's peace around it. There's just so much more peace in my body. So, um, that's what I really deeply want for you. And uh, what I found as well is that with these with these quote unquote issues of these cravings or this like kind of obsession around food, um, that 
the, the, the issue wants to, the, whatever the issues are, are kind of like messengers. And before they're fixed, they just want to be heard like a messenger. It's like, hey, I need your help. I need you to pay attention. And then once the, um, you know, once the messenger is heard, then it can go away and the symptom can go away and the need for the message is no longer there. So sometimes we just need to understand, like, what are we needing underneath this? Or what stressor is there that we can clear out? So those are the two things to remember when you're dealing with relationship with food. One is that there's there's either an underlying need that has not been met, or there's a stress that's like a toxin, emotional toxin, um, that needs to be cleared out. Okay, so we want to heal rather than just manage symptoms, and that's my my goal for you. So four keys to healing relationship with food. Number one is work with this relationship physically and emotionally. So there's this physical side, such as unpacking our hunger, as I talked about, um, uh, or understanding our hunger, as I unpacked a little bit um, on uh, the day 12 audio about the five kinds of hunger and understanding whether it's nutritional hunger, um, whether your body's needing some nutrients and you're not getting those, and so you just kind of want to eat the fridge, you know, or whether it's um, hunger for um, sleep or hydration or... um, whether it's like a, an empty stomach hunger. So there's a physical side that when people are um, dieting or chronically starving themselves, that they have to make sure that even if they're doing the emotional side, that they're also doing the physical side. So we want to work with this relationship with food physically and emotionally. So let me talk about the emotional part for a little bit. Um, In all of the years that I've worked, I've worked for about five years in this world of health coaching, what I've noticed across the board is that so many of us come from a culture where our parents didn't really, they weren't given the tools to know how to work with emotions. And so it probably is passed down from generation to generation. You know, they they didn't know how to work with it. Their parents didn't know how to work with it. And so we end up not really knowing what to do with our emotions. And we end up kind of in this funky space of feeling like emotions are a big part of my life, but I just have to ignore them, but they will not shut up and they will not be ignored. And I find that people that deal with emotional eating, food cravings, or or overeating, or actual full-blown quote-unquote eating disorders are very um, emotional people in a great way. Um, what I mean by that is they're very tuned into their emotions. They're empathic, meaning they can walk into a room and really notice what people are going through or, or what their, what the energies are in the room. And, and they're very, they're very connected to people and they tend to absorb a lot of other people's stuff. They're, they're very connected and they're very emotional and that is not a bad thing. What they have to do is learn how to put up boundaries um, emotionally and learn how to clear the emotions that get trapped in their bodies and uh, find a way of working with those emotions in a really healthy way. So we want to really get the the emotional component um, and understand that most of us um, grew up in an, in an environment where anger wasn't okay, or sadness wasn't okay, or just feeling emotional in general wasn't okay, or um, even if it was okay, there wasn't really tools to know how to work with it. So now you have the tools, and you're getting them over the next few days to learn how to work with it. So, th- so we just we just want to understand that you know it's not your parents' fault, it's not their parents' fault, but it's a very real issue. So we've got to work with the emotions in order to work with food cravings, emotional eating, all that. All right. So number two is understand the power 
of association. And what I mean by association is that is the way that our brain um, connects um, ideas or behaviors, events, objects, and to feelings on, on this conscious or unconscious level. So, um, association would be something like you hear a song on the radio and, you know, maybe there's another person sitting in the car next to you and, um, you have all of these like feel good feelings about the song, but the person sitting next to you is like, Oh, I hate this song. And maybe it was a song around their breakup or a song that reminds them of a person in their life. They have some like issues with and, so the association is, it isn't the, the issue with the song. It is an issue. It, what it is, is an association to an emotion that, um, that that song brings up. So the same thing happens with food. We have certain foods that we associate with like happy times in our lives or sad times in our life. We associate food with pleasure or we associate food with, um, like a, kind of like a, with a, mm, funky, like stressed, you know, association with food. Um, and, and so literally what happens, um, as we're working through this process, we realize that, that our minds get mixed up between the food and the experience and the person. And it all gets like thrown in there. And I'll give you some examples of this so you can better understand what's going on. Um, so anyway, so that's the power of association. And, and this is all your subconscious mind. Your conscious mind isn't doing it. Your subconscious mind is is lumping together feelings, people, food, all of this thrown in. And so it it, it, um, it can bring up positive or negative associations. Um, number three is just understanding, you know, our what I would call triggers. So triggers is an emotional response that comes up in you that may not have anything to do with the present moment. Um, it's a trigger, like something that is, has happened in the past and that emotion got stored in your body and then someone triggered it and it comes up in the present. And so like, um, so this happens with food. And so we need to understand our food triggers in order to, to be, be able to really heal something. Okay, so an example of a trigger would be that maybe you're on the phone with like a sister, mom, or a family member, and you're going along and everything's fine, and then they say something and you start to feel this like low-level stress or anxiety or, or anger or something, and you can't figure out why because they didn't say anything that you that was necessarily could have necessarily caused that. And then you hang up the phone and then you just kind of go straight to the fridge and start just like eating. Okay, so the trigger is something that came up in that conversation that may have nothing to do with the conversation, but it may have been something that 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 triggers something from your childhood, such as a way that maybe your dad was critical with you or um you felt misunderstood as a child at school and something that that person says brings up that emotion. And then that's usually when we emotionally eat is we're trying to, we're trying to somehow solve or resolve or, or stuff down this uncomfortable feeling inside of us. And so that's usually where emotional eating begins or binge eating because there's this really charged emotion that we don't understand that that's been triggered and we're trying to somehow like fix it. And so, um, that's, what's going on with the trigger. Now what's, what's important to remember is that every trigger is an opportunity for healing and growth. If you know how to work with it, they're just, they're so great and they're so healing. They just don't feel good in the moment, which is why we tend to avoid, 
uh, working with them, which is why we tend to avoid um, working with our emotions. It's uncomfortable. And, um, but right in that, that uncomfortability is where the growth lies. So again, I'd like to find a way to make this um, as, as um, full of ease as possible, uh, even though it can be really like, ugh, when you're right in the middle of trying to tap through a trigger, especially around food or around a really um, challenging emotion. But it's such an opportunity for healing and growth, and it will it will um, shift things in in really interesting ways. And those of you who have gone through this process know what I'm talking about. You work with one particular trigger, and then you notice that maybe it affects other areas of your life in a really neat way. For example, some people who have worked with their relationship with food discover that they have they sort of subsequently work with their relationship with um, a parent or. Um, they don't have the same emotional charge or they are able to work with um, their relationship with money and have more free, uh, like openness to the money coming in. And so it's really interesting how these opportunities to, to heal will show up in the form of these triggers. And as you know how to work with it, you can clear away a lot of stuff that's blocking you from what you really want. Okay, so understanding, number four, is understanding our underlying needs. And I referenced this at the beginning of this audio, that if we can understand that everything layers down to something good in us, every craving, every desire, everything layers down to an underlying need or desire. And let me explain this just a little bit more. I think so many of us feel like our our needs are wrong or bad, and we have a very interesting relationship with our own needs and our own desires um, for lots of reasons. But what if if we're able to to kind of layer down to like past the subconscious mind or the conscious mind into the core needs, which are things like unconditional love and emotional safety. And the desire for connection, and the desire for um, to really uh, be the person that you're meant to be—all of those things are underlying needs, and they're at your core. They're at that deepest layer. So, imagine what would happen if every time that you were like, "Man, I really want that chocolate co- chip cookie," that you just you you did some tapping and you really felt into what is my need here? What am I really wanting? Is it nutritional or is it emotional? And if it's emotional, what's going on? Am I needing comfort? Am I needing connection? Am I needing some fun in my life? You know, that's another underlying need is fun, relaxation, peace, you know, whatever it is. So your underlying need at the core level is really good. And the more that you integrate with that and you honor that rather than being harsh with yourself and pushing it away, like, eh, your needs aren't important. The more you will heal. There's, there is, um, no question, you know, in, in my mind. Um, I had a memory that came up with it when I was working through my own process. Um, as I was working through my challenge of not overeating at meals, I was always trained to, you know, like finish the whole plate, all the food on the plate. And that was kind of a a passed down generational like mindset in my home. And so, um, there's this whole, you know, starving children in Africa, eat every bit of food on your plate. And, um, so I had this memory come up when I was about five years old and I was at this family reunion and I was being kind of forced to finish everything on my plate or else I couldn't go swim in the swimming pool. And, and I, I really tuned into that memory and I noticed the emotions around that. And not only was there just this like, kind of like 
sad or pushback feeling and and stress around having to eat more than my body, my little five-year-old body really wanted. But also what I noticed was the underlying need to really be heard and to be listened to and for people, the adults in my life to really hear me that I was full. And also on top of that, another little layer was really wanting to please these adults in my life, wanting them to be happy with me, but being so confused that I'm supposed to abandon my, my body and, and in order to please them. So you see how this thing can be pretty layered, but as you understand these needs, um, then you can, you can heal them. And that's what the next few audios are all about is the actual how to heal. Um, it's a very organic, intuitive process, but these, these audios will at least give you some things to work with. Okay. So, um, that's, those are the basic four points that I want to make is, um, you know, number one, working with your relationship with food physically and emotionally. Number two, understand the power of association. Oh, and I was going to explain that a little bit more. I'm going to go back to number two for just a second. Um, let me explain the power of association. Okay, so I had a client who was really dealing with her a craving for um, white cupcakes from Sam's. It was like a very specific like the not chocolate cupcakes, not any sort of cupcake from another place. It's white cupcakes from Sam's. And so we started unpacking this and this, um, this memory or this, this craving triggered, um, a, a feeling of like deep grief. And she, she discovered that it was because her, um, her mother-in-law, who was kind of like her mother, because her relationship with her own mother was really wonky and messed up and sad. And so, these, these cupcakes were something that her mother-in-law would bring to her every time she had a birthday. And so it made my client, you know, this client feel like so safe and loved and, and, and protected and like she finally had a mother, you know? And so the reason it brought up the grief is because this mother-in-law had passed away a couple of years ago. And so the idea of letting go of the white cupcakes meant and to her emotional body, not her conscious mind, but to her emotional subconscious mind, um, giving up the, the relationship with, you know, her mother-in-law. So there's this deep grief going on and the feelings, the grief and the emotions and, you know, emotions of happiness and sadness all got stuck in the, those white cupcakes. So this is the power of association. Our feelings get stuck in our food. And so when we take the feelings out of the food and we put it towards the person, then we can heal. So I just want to give you a quick example of how feelings can get stuck in food and our minds associate either a happy memory or a sad memory with the food itself. When it's not really about the food, it's really about something else. Um, It's about a, a happy emotion, a sad emotion, you know, whatever it is. All right, so as we're working on this, I just want you to understand the the three audios I'm sending to you, um, and some of you will have already gotten it. The first audio is a basic EFT tapping around just emotions with food. So it will lead you through the whole process. Um, the audio dives right into it, so you just just know that you'll you'll just need to be in a quiet place, have the food in front of you if you can, tap through. It only takes about ten minutes. Then the second one is is a a food. Um, or an EFT tapping audio specifically for food cravings. Now, cravings um, are specifically around, um, I just want to delineate cravings and emotional eating. Cravings are all around some specific food. So like the white cupcakes, um, this could be like a Kit Kat bar or um, Dr. Pepper in the can. These are specific cravings. 
And, um, and, and they usually have a positive association with a person or a time in life or an event. So cravings usually have this happy association versus emotional eating, which is kind of an entirely different energy. Um, so, so let me give you an example of, of a food craving so that you know which audio to turn to whenever you're dealing with, um, a, a, you know, a food issue. So you want to turn to the food craving audio whenever you feel like a positive association towards, um, like, um, uh, like a food. So, so my example would be, um, when I was in my early twenties, my twin sister moved to Vienna, Austria, and I only got to see her every, uh, you know, six months or year. So one time I went over and visited her and we had these little like chocolate wafer things that we enjoyed together. Well, later on, as I was doing my tapping certification, I, I, um, I was, I'd noticed that I was eating a lot of those and really like, and I decided I'm going to tap on those and I'm going to do this EFT tapping craving, uh, food craving with those. And that is exactly what came up was my feelings around this happy time and this connection with my sister, my twin sister, all those feelings of happiness and joy and connection had gotten stuck in the chocolate wafer, you know? So we tapped through it, we cleared it, have not craved them since. So that's what happens with EFT tapping for cravings. Okay. So tapping for emotional eating is, um, is a different thing. So if you feel stress or anxiety and you tend to just overeat or stuff, kind of stuff down the emotions with food, you'll want to do the one around emotional eating. So emotional eating is either to stuff something down like emotions or fill something up like a sense of emptiness or powerlessness or not really sure what to do. And with emotional eating, it's not like specific foods. It's usually just like you'll eat anything. Um, and usually there's just a lot of stress, tension, anxiety. Um, so that's when you want to use the emotional eating audio. And by the way, this one's a really powerful audio. Um, it is really, um, it, it's, it's a lot, but it's only 15 minutes and you can really heal and clear a lot of things in that really uh, short amount of time. Um, so over the next few days, you're going to be getting these EFT tappings for, um, the cravings for the emotional eating and that basic food tapping. And the hardest thing about this sometimes is to actually just discipline yourself to do the tapping. That's the hardest thing. Just know in advance, you will not feel like it. But if you know that in advance, you'll just start to develop that discipline muscle that every time you want to reach for the food and you know that this is an emotional thing, not actual physical hunger, then, and you, and you know kind of how to delineate between emotional eating, you know, food cravings, and then if you're not sure what it is, do the basic, basic food tapping. Um, if you know, you know what's going on, then, then you can really heal so much in a, such a short amount of time. Tapping is so powerful to use with food stuff. It's just I mean, incredible. So, um, just if you possibly can just, um, challenge yourself to go ahead and, and do the EFT tapping for these things. And you'll just notice such a huge difference. So, um, if you haven't already, you will be receiving those, um, uh, tapping audios, those three that I mentioned and so the next few days, your intention will simply be doing your, your morning ritual, your food ritual, and your evening ritual, plus do the food tapping as needed when it pops up. So when you're triggered, that's when you want to do the EFT tapping. 
So you might go along your day and you might be like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm doing good. And then bam, something hits. And that's, excuse me, when you want to do that, um, one of those EFT tappings for food. Okay, there we go. I hope that uh, this audio will work. And I'm loving having all of you in this 30-day challenge. And I will speak to you again soon. Bye for now. 